Hi, this is Michael Uslan. You're listening to Batman on Film. I'm vengeance. I have given a name to my pain. family and welcome to this episode of the batman on film podcast bof is a sponsor and a proud member of the batman podcast network check out all of the shows over at batmanpodcastnetwork.com and follow us on twitter at batpodnetwork i'm garrett grev you can follow me on twitter at garrett wado and email me topics suggestion feedbacks uh you know maybe a a nice winter squash recipe that you think I could enjoy, you do that at garrett.grev at batmanonfilm.com. As always, thank you for listening. Now, listeners, if you have been listening to the podcast for a while, you likely know that I spent many a year as an avid reader of the website and a listener of the podcast long before I ever joined Team BOF, right? And there have been several iterations of the Batman on Film podcast over the years. Different names, different faces, kind of different formats, different audio quality, if I have to be honest about it. Over the time, we've really evolved over, over time in, in the, the, the podcast space as it's, as it's bloomed. Things are a little bit easier to listen to across the board, not just here at BOF. But I have to say, my guest today was a foundational element of my personal favorite iteration of the BOF podcast. I remember his first appearance uh, on the show, and I remember asking myself, uh, who is this you know, random SoCal bro that they've added into the mix? And it turned out that pairing a, a skate punk dad uh, with a hard-nosed Texas football coach and a couple other unique personalities uh, was a great idea for that run, and I was hooked. In fact, this this gentleman hosted my very first appearance on the BOF podcast, which was a uh, mountaintop uh, emotional moment for me, right? It was it was very cool to get included in this thing I had been a fan of for so long, and now I get the chance to do this, um, not as often as I should, but we're doing it today. Um, so after a couple years uh, hiatus, this fellow rejoined Team BOF in 2022, but I have yet, until today, had the opportunity to record with him. So please join me in welcoming back for episode 204 of the Batman on Film podcast, the man who likes all kinds of beers, black, white, Puerto Rican, Chinese beers, uh, the internet's top Tom King apologist, the guy who looks like a modern version of how 90s slash 2000s tooth and nail records sounded, the person who has no time for trash juice, the guy who loves nothing more than Batman in space and he wants everything to be connected, and the man who owes Peter Vera $7. Welcome back to the show, BOF contributor, Justin Kowalski. Oh my gosh. Okay, there's so many things. <laughs> the tooth and nail one got me, dude. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to be silent. I heard a chuckle. I heard a chuckle. Oh, man, I was trying. I was trying. Thank you, Garrett. I was going to say, you know, what started, what started sticking in my head was I was like, wow, it's like the son has become the father. And then I started, <laughs> and then to tie it to Batman, I was like, 
that Smashing Pumpkins song, the end is the beginning. This is the, the end, end, right? And then the that end, and Robin the soundtrack. Then the, the other one's the beginning is the end is the beginning. So there we go. <laughs> That's right. Here we are. Oh, full man. circle. Wow. Episode 204. Yeah. I, uh, wow. The fall was not a real productive time for me. Yeah. And, I feel like. Uh, on the podcast for we've been we've been stuck at like 200 for a little while yeah uh Haas uh hosted an episode looking at the latest video game that I haven't bought because I don't have a next gen console or I guess now it's just current gen yeah. uh, Gotham Knights um and also I from what I've heard that's not the game that was going to make me do the console upgrade quite yet yeah. so yeah. we'll see Same. uh Suicide Squad might be that one for me um, but yeah, 204. So my New Year's res happy new year, by the way. We haven't happy, seen happy each other person. We're not in person, but I haven't really seen your face in live action um since since the the dawn of the new year. One of my resolutions for you and you know, dear listeners, is to be a little bit more on time with recording the podcast. Now, no one's left hungry, right? Like there's a ton of shows on this feed now. You got Batman yeah. Animation. You got uh, uh, chapter by chapter, which you've been doing a lot with uh, 89. Uh, You've got the social hour. So there's stuff that keeps you busy. I'm probably forgetting at least one other one. Uh, Satellite show. I don't know if that's been current lately, but I may have something cooking on that. So there's plenty of back content, but it's nice to have you join for the first episode of the new year for the, the flagship, so to speak, title. I'm excited. I just like talking about Batman stuff. So there's not a lot of... We got, and, we and got like non-specific, like specific, but non-specific, like, you know, like just kind of shooting the yeah, shooting the moon, you know? Yeah. What's going on in the world? What's happening? What's new? You know, it's, you know, if you want specifics, you can go listen to our our pal Ryan Lauer's podcast where you're looking at a specific title. And that's fun to really yeah. like take a deep dive. But sometimes frolic you just want to frolic, frolic. Yeah, frolic through those pages. Yeah. Uh, um, Kermit the Frog gift through the pages. I don't know what he likes to do, but Hi-de-ho. you know, <laughs> hey, rainbow bro. connection. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're sort of like having a little general bat chat today. What's new there in the go. space, right? General bat chat. I we've love got that. general bat chat. We've got uh, you know, little tidbits, right? Little bits of of things that are going on in the space. You know, since it's Batman on film, we're going to keep this episode largely focused, one, to Batman, and two, film. Yeah. And there's been, imagine that, right? And there's been hey. rumblings in that space, some articles, some articles up on, on the BOF website. Exclusives. Couple, exclusive yeah, news, Gary. There's some exclusives over in Collider <laughs> that we'll get to. Wow. You. No, no offense to the Collider uh, family over there. I think they're, they've typically been pretty decent people, but it's amazing. Yeah. It's January and news is slow. So that old exclusive label is getting slapped yeah. around a, a tad bit liberally in there my assessment. Go. We can get into that. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I I can't help myself, right? Like, uh, and plus it makes sense. Batman's best friend, you know, not Robin, that's his ward, but his best friend is Superman, right? And there's a little bit of Superman we could touch on because yeah. he's, if Batman's my 1A, Superman's long been my 1B. So, but that's that's the topics, Justin. There you go. I'm Since, excited. Since I started hosting this show, yes, I like to play games. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, I knew it. I knew and it. And you, sir, have yet to play this game. I play along all the time, and I'm like, "Come on, Pete!" And I'm gonna yell oh, at Pete. Oh yeah, this is gonna be. I literally thought to myself as I was working on the show doc for this. I'm yeah. like, "Listen, um, how funny would it be?" Because I think you know we've mentioned this in the past. All the Bat Boys got a group chat. You know, a lot of names you'd be familiar with are are, are yucking it up with one each other, uh, with one another over the phones. 
And um, I thought, how fun would the group chat be if Lauer, who knows a lot about Batman, and mm-hmm. Peter, who knows, I mean, comic knowledge is, runs deep. Those guys are terrible at this game. What yeah. if, Justin, <laughs> your oh, first man. at bat, you just crack this thing right, right over. Oh, man, let's do it. Right, let's go yard. Okay, so with All that, right. the trivia game that has swept is going around the nation and the globe yet again this year. It's, what are you? I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? All right, okay. It's been a little bit since we played the game, so I'll refresh for Justin, refresh for the <laughs> listeners. Of course, listeners, you're playing along at home. I'm so excited, Gary. I didn't know that this was going to happen. Oh, yeah. I was excited right. for it, too, and I'm oh, the one man. who wrote it up. All right, so let's do this. This, of course, is the Batman-focused trivia game where, listeners, you play along at home or in your car or in the office, at the gym, wherever you may be, Right. And I give, there's a subject. You are looking to guess what that subject is. What is the secret identity of the conversation at hand? And to help you get there, I'm giving out three standard level difficulty clues. This is your normal type of clue in a game you play, any sort of trivia game, Jeopardy, what have you. You don't have to answer in the form of question, of course, but that kind of just general difficulty. Now, we all like to be winners. Um, We just got rid of, we did a little house cleaning at, at our place recently justin in the new year kind of let's get rid of some old stuff we don't need and we got rid of some of the kids like participation trophies from early elementary school sports they like to get those trophies and we like the listeners to feel like winners and i mentioned it sometimes for lauer and peter they need to go all the way to that fourth clue and that should be a giveaway clue right that should be the one where everybody goes ding 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 i got it of course we're playing on the bat honor system here down in the bat cave And that means I have a, a visual connection to Justin here, but my you hands, listeners, my yep. hands are are free. Yep. He's got no nothing. Phone. He hasn't no seen. Phone. There's no Googling. There's no phoning, picking up the, the red phone and, and calling into the Batcave from Commissioner Gorder's office. None of that. Um, but when Justin believes he has the answer after the, the clue that I gave him that he thinks now has unlocked his memory and his knowledge to know the answer. He will raise his hand. Justin, of course, is not going to change his answer from that point on because dear listeners, we want to continue to give those clues for everyone else playing along at home. Okay. Justin, today's subject is a villain. That's your, that's your first freebie. Okay. Okay. And so when I know it, I just raise my hand. You raise your hand. We mark that. And then you locked in, you don't change it. We keep going. Okay. All right. Are you ready, sir? (laughs) I was born ready. All right. Clue number one. This villain first appeared in Batman number 133 in August of 1960 and was created by writer Bill Finger and artist Dick Sprang. What are you? Eyes are darting around. He Hold seems on. to be searching memory. He's got his hand up. I My hand is up. All right. And you're not, you're locking in. This is honestly. I'm, lo- okay. I'm locking in. I'm locking in. All right. I'm here we go. In. Listeners. <laughs> Peter and Ryan. (laughs) The secret identity of this character was named after a popular comic strip character as an inside joke referencing his supervillain motif. What are you? We'll go right to three since it's just the listeners left. This character's profile and popularity has surged in recent years thanks to appearances in Batman's title post-DC Rebirth and in a popular animated program. What are you? And clue number four, the giveaway, this character could have really helped Ben Franklin in his quote-unquote discovery of electricity. What are you? Tell me, Justin Kowalski, who is the villain we're talking about today? Well, I think I'm wrong. 
<laughs> you should have waited. You got too eager, I, sir. I got way too eager. Oh my god! Let me dude, run I'm... it down for the listeners Sorry. and for you. And you know what? It uh, before I give the answer, what did you think? And then let's give you a second go at it after I run through the answers. It won't be officially beating Ryan and Peter. Be. That should oh, be man. If you're I, wrong. Want, I wanted to. I wanted to crush them. You wanted the glory. I, yeah, I wanted I get to crush it. them. So, what did you think right away? Right away, when you said Dick Spraying, I was like, oh, shoot, it's freaking, uh, I thought, Two-Face. But then I was like, that. then I started thinking that number's wrong. So, Uh yeah, but then uh, when you started talking about, like, popularity, I was like, oh, shoot, I know who it is now. And I'm like, suck. All right, so we'll run it down. (laughs) I know who it is. 1960, Finger and Spraying. Yeah. Actual secret identity named after a comic strip character, arguably the most... Famous, created yeah. by a Minnesotan, by the way. That was uh, yeah. referencing was, a supervillain motif. Yeah. Profile and popularity surged because he showed up in the title recently, and he's on a popular animated show. And he could yeah. have helped Ben Franklin discover electricity. Who is it actually, Justin? It's Kite Man. It is Kite. Charlie man. Brown. Oh, that was Kite. That man. was it. I was like, son of a gun. And I'm like, Charles Brown, Chuck Brown. Yeah. They, they, I had to be, on, but I had to be honest, Garrett. Yeah. Hey, Scout's on it, bro. Code. Yeah. Like, what happens? Know, I learned. Batman brings Robin down to the cave. Puts the hand, swears the oath. We've all seen the image. It's been drawn yeah. by multiple people. That's what we do oh. here in the back cave. But you yeah. know what? You would have gotten it. You would have gotten it. You did get it. But I got it, but I didn't get it off the first. I wanted to be the first. I wanted to right off the first and be oh, like, Pfft. yeah. And I don't know. For whatever reason, I feel like when you say Dick Spring, I'm like, didn't is he the first guy to draw Two Face? Maybe I'm wrong. Ask Peter. Take my Batman card, man. Take no. it. Take <laughs> it away. <laughs> no one's no one's really that. thrown out the threat of taking away someone's Bat card uh, recently. Gone, it's gone. 2017 years gone by. All right, so All ladies right. and gentlemen, that has been what are you? Okay. And with that, let's get into the news. Three, two, one. Cue music. Good evening. You know, I I shouldn't, it's like, you shouldn't be, it should be embarrassing to be as pleased with some of your own ideas and little things (laughs) you put together as I tend to be every time I hear Becky, And I'm like, I'm so glad I thought to use that little soundbite for the news. Like not, I mean, anyone could have thought of that, right? If if you're in this space, that might jump out as a nice little soundbite for the news. But every time I hear it play, I'm like, "Ah, I think that's nice. Anyway, (laughs) All right. So let's talk about some, some headlines that are going around Gotham these days. And we might as well, you know, start with, you know, last year we're, we're, we're nearing a year since the release of, of Matt Reeves, the Batman into the cinema and obviously very successful uh, film uh, has spawned a number of, of other product or projects, whether it's in, you know, the comic books or a spinoff, which we'll talk about just a little bit with this um, or a sequel very clearly mm-hmm. sort of an inspired by quasi prequel, which was one of my favorite uh, comics of 2022 and Batman the Imposter, but mm-hmm. the Batman and the things around it are are a big ticket. You know, it's it's hot stuff for WB. Mm-hmm. There has been just now. No, if if you've seen this on the interwebs, a number of people, I would even maybe say more than speculating, just like calling their shot yeah. that the do the new DCU under James Gunn would sort of retroactively in kind of the same way the DCEU retroactively made man of steel. The first movie in that universe would do the same thing to the Batman. <laughs> did, did, 
it was at any point in time, did that seem like a plausible thing to happen for you? Not, not, not at all. <laughs> right. No, never, never. So I, I, I mean, I, I think James Gunn, like, uh, if his first move out the gate was like, first off, the Batman's basically action comics number one here. That that just it just sets up. It doesn't set a good tone for a a cohesive and connected universe. You know, like the Batman's got a tone, and, right? You know, it, it's a tone that that. And this isn't an insult. It doesn't play well with others. You know, like Superman 100%. is not going to show up in that film. You know, it would be really weird. It would throw it off. So, and you know, Peter said this on I think it was a recent social hour um, with Bill that he's always kind of as he watches uh, Peter Peter M Vera uh, for those of you who might be joining that don't always know the shorthand co-host of Straight Out of Gotham and about a billion other podcasts. Um, but he said in his mind that he thought that was a possibility because his life, as he's watched every Batman movie, he has just sort of taken it for granted that there was a Superman out there someplace. And I think I I could see that for the um, Burton Schumacher movies and then maybe yeah. nothing after that besides, you know, the Snyder verse, whatever the hell we want to call that stuff. Yeah. Um, DCEU. Like, I think it made sense because there was references to this is why Superman works alone and well, yeah. they're halfway to Gotham now and blah, 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 blah. But I, I, I certainly would have a hard time picturing that for the Batman. The thing for me that just never made sense is you know, Warner Brothers went out and hired James Gunn, who is, um, you know, whether you always like his style, I like almost all the stuff of his I've seen. And I haven't sought out some of the more, you know, horror stuff because I'm a yeah. little baby. Um, I've really liked all of of James Gunn's stuff, um, but he's got a style and he's got a vision. I always thought just from like, you know, practically speaking, you don't hire that guy that has a vision and an approach and kind of a style and then um, also have the first movie or the character from a different movie with a very different director, with a very different style, with a very different mm-hmm. vision have to be what would essentially be the cornerstone of his new universe like that. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're an artistic guy. W- would that be something <laughs> that would be enticing to you? Like, Hey, come do this project, but you have to start with this other person's work first. Yeah. Uh, let me put my beret on real quick. Hold on. <laughs> oh, whoa. Yeah. I, I mean, here's the thing. Like my whole philosophy on all the, the, the interconnected stuff is I, I prefer it. I like it. I think the DC universe is richer when it's connected. Um, Cause I think that the way that characters kind of inter interconnect uh, it sometimes brings out the best of them. I, I kind of like seeing like Grant Morrison, justice league. I like seeing like Batman be the guy who's like, who handles everything like oh shoot yeah. like batman he's the tactician like he's a he, fixer. Can, he 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 thinks and stuff but that being said like what reeves created he did not create the dcu batman he he created a batman who exists in his world it's very it's more grounded i would say than uh what nolan did yeah um because I, I can actually see like a superman being a part of the nolan stuff if they wanted to go if they wanted to i think it would be an easier jump as from what reeves did but um, it's not the case. Yeah, it can be limiting, man. Like, can you imagine like Matt Reeves th- through all the negotiations and all the, I mean, it was a long process for him to make this movie. And then, and then the, like, Hey, James Gunn's coming in, he's in charge. You have to be a part of what we're doing, or he's commandeering your vehicle to right. start what he's doing. And yeah. it's like, Oh, so it doesn't work for both for James Gunn. It's like, man, I have to really force a DCU to be part of this world, which is, which wouldn't work because what what didn't work with Snyder stuff it was so dark and deconstructive 
like there's nothing in like the batman it ends hopeful like batman's like oh i have to i have to inspire people right like that's great that's where right. you want to be but it doesn't it doesn't set uh a good tone for the rest of the 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 dcu i just don't think it, it opens itself up to like alien from and I, th- I i agree with you entirely and i think um you know, on a number of fronts, I, I'm a connected universe guy, uh, DC as well. You know, I also tend to like solo Batman stories um, if they're told the right way. And it makes sense like, hey, Batman's got this thing covered. So let's remember, these are all writers and artists choice to tell a story. Like yeah. you don't always I think the easy out people get to is like, you know, and no offense to any of our colleagues that maybe have said this from time to time. But I think it's an easy out to say, well, if you do that, then you always have to wonder, well, where's Superman in this one? Why isn't Superman helping? Or how come Green Lantern yeah. didn't come in to save the day? Well, it's it's a writer's choice to tell a story that Batman yeah. couldn't handle on its own. That would feel yeah. like it needed an outside element. You just don't have to do that. Yeah. So well, how come Garrett didn't come over and help me fix my fence? Yeah, right. Garrett, yeah. Garrett's got stuff to do, man. I know. Garrett flies <laughs> to California sometimes. Come, you yeah. Know. Yeah, yeah, get them down here. <laughs> so, I, like, you don't have to tell that story, but yeah. um, I I do very much like you know I I enjoy the Batman very very much. It was my favorite movie of last year. Big shocker for those listening, I'm sure. Um, so I love that kind of continuing on. And you know, we don't. And the good thing here is we don't have to end with our speculation. You know, Bill's got an article up over on the website, um, pulling some tidbits that also came from an article that was up on Collider essentially revealing uh, that the co-heads of DC Studios, James Gunn and Peter Saffron, are going to be soon meeting with Matt Reeves, uh, in particular, to discuss the Batman. Um, Not just the Batman, but to discuss Batman, Batman. where Reeves has his uh, Batman franchise going and what Gunn and Saffron want to do with Batman in the DCU. And and the whole purpose of this from from what's laid out in this article is to make sure that no one steps on each other's toes. So these are yeah. both very um, important pieces of pro- of intellectual property, right? It's one IP, but it's being handled as sort of two separate vehicles, uh, both in the connected universe and in the solo. People are calling this the Batverse, man, and I'm just kind of over adding verse to <laughs> everything. But for the sake of this conversation, DCU and the Batverse or whatever, the yeah. heck, please, I hope don't, that doesn't catch on. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Was that a reassuring piece of information or was it yeah. sort of like, a, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, it was more of a, of course, and they kind of already said that like, Hey, we've met man, love what he's doing. Uh, it does it, what it, what it feels like. It feels like in the time when Nolan was making the dark Knight and they were going to do justice league mortal. There was like, "Whoa, you guys are going to use Talia and Rachel Ghoul in that thing. Hold right. up. I've got a plan. <laughs> and so, I, that's really what it is. It's, it's for me. It's like maybe Reeves has a whole thing. Like, hey, we're really going to push into mob and gangsters, and and here's the characters I really have a heart to to kind of platform in my story. That's what I want to do. And so James Gunn could go, oh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do a lot of like you know wild like uh, you know Clayface, Man Bat. Maybe Clayface. We're going to do. We really want to do the, the Bat Family. What is your thought? I think it's that type of stuff. Like let's not like obviously we're both going to use Batman. What Batman are we going to use? DCU Batman super integrated, fully connected, like a little more comic book. Yeah, uh, DCAU and, style and Batman. Yeah, and what's the story you're gonna tell? Okay, so you're gonna be real gritty. You're gonna, you know, get into like the kind of the the murkiness of like gangs and and yeah, 
Arkham villainy and whatever. Gotham so I, City corruption officials yeah. and whatever. And so like I, I think that that makes it makes sense. It's but it's it's a it's a no duh. And it's kind of like, okay, just kind con- continuing to confirm what they've already kind of said. And so and it's kind of like non-news. It's kind of I like, think oh, I think like, it's okay. I think it's reassuring. And I hate to be a jerk. I said, so maybe I shouldn't say it. I will say it. Say it. Say it. I'm going to say it. I think there's a bunch of people that aren't very um, knowledgeable about the ways studios are going to think through these things and are maybe, and this is no, I'm I'm not gatekeeping here. If you're a fan of just Batman from the movies, that's, that's fine. That's more than fine. You're a Batman fan just because you haven't, you know, read through 40 long boxes of detective and Batman, you know, reaching all the way back in time. You like the movies. You're a Batman fan. That's fine. You're, you're not as, you're not as knowledgeable in the source material, but I think you should have bit that, but whatever. You don't know when kite man showed up. Bro. <laughs> yeah. <you laughs> sprang. Um, but you might not be as familiar with all the different um, iterations of Batman and the variations of the character to understand how, you can have a connected universe Batman that pulls from something that's shown up someplace else, whether it's the animated series or different runs in comics, while still leaving, you know, Matt Reeves' Batman take kind of in its spot. Yeah. And have that be perfectly valid, right? That's not a dumbed down Batman. That's not a kid's Batman. Oh, I don't want some kid's cartoon Batman in the DCU, man. Well, you, yeah. I'm, I hate to tell you, you just don't know Batman very well because that's that's straight up Batman. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of been interesting to to have people have this thought of like, this is a likely thing that could happen when if you're really paying attention, it, it shouldn't have been a surprise. I do think it's reassuring that these, you know, creators and are, are, are working well together and having these conversations because healthy work environments and yeah. clear and open communication is important. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. James has been very clear on his communication lately. <laughs> oh my gosh. We'll get into that. He's <laughs> yeah, very yeah, yeah. direct. He's very yeah. direct. Uh, another one, so we can we can transition. To, well, you know what? Before we go there, let's also say um, a little bit of non-news on this front. We might as well get into this now. I, I doubled back on myself. Do you have an exclusive? An exclusive. Exclusive. I have exclusive news that we can drop today here on the Batman on, Fo- on Film right. podcast. We can exclusively reveal that Matt Reeves, who had previously been announced to be hired and working for and developing a sequel to the Batman is in fact working on the sequel to the Batman. Oh boy. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Garrett, this just in this, this was confirmed at CinemaCon back in April of 2022. <laughs> Stop the press. Wait, hold on. That? Matt, wait, Matt Reeves said that him and Robert Pattinson are coming back for the Batman uh, sequel. And he is, going to be writing he can yes he did confirm he'll be writing it back in april at cinemacon when warner brothers presented so uh, i'm very uh, confused justin is this not january of 2023 sometimes are you saying my exclusive is not that exclusive i'm saying that some you remember back in the day when they'd send a wire yeah yeah somebody on the other side was like talking in a mid-atlantic old-timey movie voice yeah sense hit stop see and you're like hey what is this? Oh, there's there's a telegram here. The real seems very much important. Those you know, it's like 1923. I'm watching 1923, and they're like sending. Uh, they want to send a letter instead beep, of a beep, telegram. Beep, 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 beep. And they're like, no, it needs to be a letter. He won't he won't read the telegram, or someone else will read it. Anyways, right. This is what's going on here. It's Collide, their sor- their sources are just handwriting this this news. They missed this. They missed a big drop. There was a that, there was a, a month was a, after the movie came out. There was a pigeon. 
that they connected <laughs> the, the letter to this tiny little pigeon foot. Yep. And they said, fly, pigeon, fly. And this pigeon, <laughs> he's been picking up rice off the streets. He's been hanging outside churches for weddings to enjoy a buffet. It's bad. It's actually bad. Yeah, they first. could blow up. It's, it expands up. in their yeah. tummies. Yeah, it's not a good thing. This pigeon <laughs> lost a lot of good friends along the way. He's been in mourning, Justin. It's very hard to work when you're depressed. Yes. And he finally made his way. To this to collider. to collider. Sorry, Collider, we called you. And now that's an exclusive. Wow. Matt Reeves is going to be riding the Batman. And Bill, have your girl take down a note. You know, like. <laughs> oh wow. And Thomas in what Tom, Thomason? Thomason? What's yeah. his name? He now I saw Jackson. that was confirmed in like August that yeah. he was gonna be like for sure helping the rest. So anyways, I mean because he worked Great on news. the story for the Batman, but didn't have enough quantity of content make to the final script to actually yeah. get credited. But he was in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, I don't know. Surprise. Wow. You know? Great news. Big exclusives. Keep Along, at it, Matt Reeves. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I'm going to I'm gonna tweet at him. We're actually, if he follows me, I don't know why, but we're going to talk. That's incredible. You've got a couple why. big fish. I don't know. I don't know why. That's so, that's a weird one to me. It's his intern. Yeah. yeah. Intern. He's like this Kowalski guy. You know, what's up? With I, I did. I wasn't on board. Y'all know I was like not on board. I wasn't all one over. Everyone's like, trust Reeves. I'm like, I haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. I like that eight movie, but are you sure? You know, yeah. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I was, I was on oh, board more I than love, you were. I like Cloverfield. Cloverfield is like, yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah. Like, that is a good movie. And Felicity. Other, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Felicity. Uh, um, gosh, uh, the Paul bearer. That's when I knew when I saw oh, what he could no. do with David Schwimmer. I knew this was the man for the job. He is the man. He's proven himself to this point. All right. Proving himself at another project. Where he's, uh, he got his fingerprints all over, of course, is, the upcoming The Penguin series, uh, which stars Colin Farrell. And uh, it was revealed that this HBO miniseries is really essential in setting up the Batman sequel. Now, if you've listened to the podcast, we've kind of speculated about this. Yeah. Initially, I think we, you know, sort of went down sometime last year. We had a show we were talking about, you know, what could come post uh, the Batman. And we knew the Penguin series was in the, in the mix. Could this be a prequel series? you know, leading up to it. I think that might've been even, we might've had, I should look what, up what episode that is. I think that might've been. It's two Oh three. Oh, it's fair. Oh, I, I earned it. <laughs> I earned it. It was a light year for old Garrett. Um, but I think it might've been even before the movie came out. And then right mm-hmm. after we sort of, a lot of us in having conversation pivoted to, oh, it's probably the rise of Penguin into this vacuum of power after the Riddler's attack and, mm-hmm. and you know, the arrest uh, and the exposure of the corruption and what have you. And it, it sounds like that that is really, truly where we're going here. And of course, there's been some casting announcements um, and, and, and sort of the cast of characters who are going to be involved in this thing. Yeah. What's it tell you, Justin, yeah, that specifically this isn't just a, a oh. show taking place in the universe of the Batman, but is essentially uh, going to serve as an let's call it an in-between quill mm. in television format between the two movies? Does that does that hit you in any particular way? Yeah, well, I, I think it's I mean, <laughs> you have to think about it. the subject is the penguin. So we're going to tell penguin story. Um, I and. It, the it, it leaves us on a nice little cliffhanger right at the end of the batman like and i i think when i talked about that i was actually on i think that last episode of chapter by chapter where it's kind of like him looking out over the city it's like this is penguin's time to come up his opportunity yeah, so my that's moment. Cool. yeah yeah but also I, I i do feel like they've 
it would be kind of cool if they touch upon some of his origins, some of his sure. beginnings, um, just to kind of flesh him out a little bit. Like, and I actually think uh, it would be really important for them to do that because as general audiences consume media, they just think, oh, he was a bird guy, right? Like, yeah, it's the bird his, guy. His, par- his parents threw him into the, you know, the water on Christmas. Yeah. Like, Pee Wee Herman was his <laughs> yeah. dad. Yeah, and, Pee Wee Herman's uh... dad. <laughs> and so I think that would actually be important for them to do that. But uh, yeah, it makes me excited to see kind of like the the creation of the new Gotham underworld, you know, bringing in uh, like, you know, you know, Falcone's daughter and uh, shoot, what's his name? Uh, oh, man, my Batman Alberto? cards. Alberto, is he? Yeah, he's in it. And then, uh, uh, Maroni and so oh, all, yeah. All these, yeah, 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 Salvatore, so, yeah, yeah, Salvatore. So all these characters uh coming in is 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 gonna be cool. It's gonna be it, here's the it's like the 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 dark criminal underworld side of 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 Gotham kind of continuing, but like the new era of it because like hey, it's been washed clean really. Like by the Riddler blowing up the aqueducts, he's kind of cleansed the city, yeah. which was his plan, but now like Rats always rise, you know. Right, like rats, are, and then so you have <laughs> rata, the ratalata, ratalata. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm just interested, curious. That makes sense to me. I wouldn't care if they, if, if it was a beginnings or a, or what it is. I'm just kind of like Colin Farrell wants to be the penguin. That's cool. Like sure, I'm, and he wants to be. <clears throat> excuse yeah. me. He wants to be. His quote on this. He's really excited about it. Right. He said, Yeah. I read the first episode, which is just so tasty and unusual as the character was on the page and what Matt Reeves kind of envisioned when he was thinking of this iteration of the bang up of Oz. So, yeah, it'll be, I think, six or eight hours. Yeah. What pure speculation on my part. But the opportunity is there, right? Should they want to go in this direction because of the the makeup and prosthetics that went into making uh, Colin Farrell unrecognizable as Oz. You could jump around in the timeline here. You could oh, do yeah. a little bit of the rise, kind of back and forth between, you know, Oz, the up and comer on his way to be the right hand man of Falcone. And then, you know, Oz, the sort of established, you know, carving out his territory, making his mark. That could be a really interesting way to handle it. Who yeah. knows if they will? Uh, but I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I mean his obsession with maybe snack cakes. Like, what gets him? What gets him to yeah. be the port the portly fellow? I want to <laughs> know. I, it would be kind of fun. This thing comes out, and uh, you know, the internet keeps wondering. Like, every episode, is this the one where he's going to do his French flipper trick? Like, you know, like <laughs> what are they, when's he going to eat the raw fish? Is it I will be say this. Five? I will say this. I, I I do hope that they bring a little more umbrellas into this thing. That's yeah, it. it was a little light it's, on umbrellas. It's fine. Yeah, he had one umbrella one time, and I, and I think that. It doesn't have to be corn. I'm not asking for like rotating, like, you know, gun umbrellas. Um, but it rains a lot. It rains Gotham. a lot in Gotham. The guy should have an umbrella. That's the all blue I'm screen saying. technology they set up to film <laughs> that thing on is perma rain, except for like two scenes. Yeah. Uh, plenty of opportunity for, for umbrellas. And you know what? It, it's a good thing. They, they shot with that technology because I think they, the plan is to continue to use some of that. There's other projects they're working on, including Arkham Asylum, which is still mm. in pre-production, and Gotham yeah. City Police Department, whatever those titles shake out to be. We're getting a lot of content in, in yeah. the Batman universe. I really don't want to say the, the Batverse. Batverse. Yeah. The Batverse. Oh! Justin, speaking of verses. <laughs> oh, man. Drop some verses, Garrett. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they get... Uh, get uh, Get our pal Eric in here to rhyme for his intro to uh, their, the Straight Out of Gotham opening. I'm not going to drop any verses, but we are going to reference another universe verse. Oh, 
I don't know if you've heard about this. The Tell internet me. is a buzz, Justin. Is this the Black Adam verse? No, no, that one, that one. It's in the amount of time between the last BOF show I hosted and this one, the Black Adam verse was born and died a quick and terrible death. <laughs> Uh, I actually enjoyed oh. that movie, but no, R.I.P. Black Adam verse. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm talking about uh, another universe that seemingly died even longer ago than that. Mm. Um, it's the Snyder verse, but oh. Twitter the bell's is wrong. buzzing. Twitter is buzzing, Justin. Okay. What do you think about the possibility? And if you had to wager a guess, do you think <laughs> Warner Brothers is going to sell the Snyder verse? to Netflix so that um, Zack Snyder can complete his artistic vision on mm. the DC uh, characters he created yes. over at Netflix. Do you think it's going to happen? Um, gosh, it's okay. Here's I have two answers and I'm serious. I actually started a Twitter thread today. I'm done talking about Zack Snyder. <laughs> I, and, and Every and time his, I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Yeah. I, I, here, and here's the thing. Actually, I like Zack Snyder. I like his visual style. I like most of his movies. The, the issues for me are the, it's the is like the the, the fandom surrounding right. it is like ah it's it's wild but okay so are is is Warner Brothers going to do that no they're not going to do it the argument is they keep saying oh Sandman they sold Sandman no they didn't they Warner Brothers is still creating Sandman Netflix is has the rights to distribute yes. it on there they're making money on it when it yes. happened it was monetized the, it. Yeah, it wasn't. It was one of those deals where it's like, how come Warner Brothers isn't doing Sandman at at HBO Max? And it was right. like, oh, they're trying to make money. They can make a lot more money at, at Netflix. It was kind of one of those first like things of this. And this is before Zaslav, I think. It was it like was. they can make they can make a lot more money taking things over there. Okay, fine. So the the fans are using that as some type of uh, reason uh, for for Snyder to continue his work over there. Um, forgetting that the guy is setting up a whole zombie uh, in uh, in space opera like yeah. like universes like the guy is busy. I don't know he's if he's busy. Has time. Like they forget that he's gainfully employed. You know he's out there employed making at Netflix. Products. But 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 Snyder also likes every one of those posts and, and just kind of emboldens him. But I I would actually like for Netflix to say hey, you know what we struck a deal and they're going to do it and then they just cancel it because then it would just be kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make it doesn't make any business sense at all. Like, it, it, especially with like, dude, James Gunn's like, dude, I just want to do what I want to do. I want to launch my new universe. Hey, this old thing that you know, uh, these hardcore fans, God bless them, they love this and they want to see it end. Let's just continue to do it. We already did it. We already threw eighty million dollars at this thing, and it it didn't do what they thought. They took a gamble, and it didn't do what they thought it was going to do. And it just needs to be done. Even even uh. Oh gosh, what was her Anne Sarnoff? Was that her name? Who yeah. she said, We are grateful for what Zach did. He finished his trilogy. It is done. Yeah. Yeah. That quick rebranded that as a trilogy. People yeah, are, it's, are it is are done. To forget it's over. It's done. But it's, it's done. But a fork in it. Um, yeah. And I just also, I mean, no logical sense. One, um, the business negotiations on something this like this would take an incredible amount of time yeah. to very clearly detail. Because Warner Brothers is very protective of these characters' um, perception across the general audience. It influences mm. not just the way the movies are received, but when something – I've talked about this a bunch. When a live-action movie goes out there, it's the most eyeballs that ever get on these characters, if it's yeah. a success, right? Yeah. And um, it influences the way that that character is understood kind of out in the ether. It changes yeah. the the populist understanding of what it is. And uh, – 
like the penguins thing. Like they think penguins a mutant bird. Right. Right. It's, it's, and I'm not, yeah. not, not a knock. I love that movie, but I'm saying like people think that's, that's penguins. Penguin. People think Joker killed Batman's parents. That's still yeah, a thing. Still, that's still, still something people will go. People. They'll ask me like, "Oh, didn't Joker kill his parents?" No. I'm like, nah. That's like but, the that's like the worst part of that movie. Yeah. Quite honestly, you know. Yeah. Like, Mo- but movies influence. Yeah, the, the, greater the way they're audience. understood. Yes, and and if you spend all this time making, we don't need to rehash all the past and why the reasons it didn't work. Yeah, but from all indications, what Gunn wants to do with these characters is sort of. I kind of feel like it's close to what DC did with Rebirth and what they've done with kind of the concept of Rebirth over the years. Yeah. Not in the story mechanics of like here's an event now the world or universe yeah. is reborn. But getting these characters back to sort of their foundational elemental truths that are easily recognizable by the general public are true to what people expect them to be like, but also have the ability to tell fresh stories, right? They need to be similar enough to what people want and expect from these characters while also leaving room for um, artists to tell compelling stories that will surprise and delight the audience. And I don't know how you do that while also still saying, and (laughs) we're going to allow a separate iteration of these characters in its own pretty massive world, really, if what these fans claim could happen to exist over at a competitor at the same time, drawing attention away from this huge investment we're making with RIP. It won't happen. I will. I don't know what bet I can make. Um, Shave my whole body and dive into the Snyder. But the Snyder cut came out, Garrett. Yeah, that's yeah, sure did. And uh, where are the leaders of the company that made that choice now? So yeah, they're not there. They're not there, and they're and they're not gonna. And these new leaders aren't gonna keep making remaking. Whether you think it was a mistake or not, they're not gonna keep remaking those same choices of previous leaders. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And there's a lot of we were talking off air. There's a lot of articles that come out and say this is why it could be a good idea. It's just not. It no. really isn't. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to be a, if I, especially, I'll go back. I'm talking so fast. I'm Netflix and I'm looking at like, why would we do this? Like Netflix is canceling series left and right right now. Right. They're not left, right, and money. center. And actually yeah. some pretty good series are getting yeah. the ax over there and they're not doing it to make room for Zack yeah. Snyder versus DC no, they're not. property. They, but like, look, look at like the numbers just on what, uh, and people go, well, look how it's streamed over in, in England. Okay, fine. But like, HBO Max, the numbers that Zack Snyder uh, adjusted, like it didn't do what they thought it was going to do. They thought it was going to increase subscribers. And so anyways, so Netflix being like the biggest streamer out there, they're they're not going to want to like do If it wasn't good enough for HBO Max, it's not going to be good enough for Netflix. And, you know, there's articles. I think some people are losing their minds trying to justify ways it could possibly happen. People who yeah. should know better, you know, whatever you probably, yeah. if you're familiar with the site for a long time, you probably know what I'm talking about. It's just, it. I think it's silliness. And I think it's sad in some ways because there are people that are smart enough and know the industry well enough that are playing into this to get yeah. attention and to get clicks and to get paid yeah. in some ways. I'm glad I have a day job and I do this as a hobby and I don't have to do that stuff because it's, <laughs> it's straight up silly. Yeah. Um, and that's all I really got to say about that. You know? Yeah. I want to, I want to say something that's funny though, that, and I told Lauer, you should have just tweeted this, but on our thread, he said, Matt Reeves to just sell the bat verse, the paramount plus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That it was makes so sense. Funny. That makes total sense. 
<laughs> All right, yeah. so we we covered a whole lot of back content. Uh, of yeah. course, uh, Superman was over in the Snyderverse, and we know, uh, um, unfortunately for me, I, I was sad about this that that um, Henry Cavill is not going to be continuing on in the role of Superman. Yeah. But guess what? I'm a Superman fan. I I am also a fan of Henry Cavill, but I like Superman a whole lot more than I like Henry Cavill, and I would have liked to see Henry Cavill give us an outstanding Superman performance. Yes. Uh, I never really quite got there for me personally. It's okay. If you think he killed it in one of the movies he did, I just, I never thought he sure got, he sure got killed. Oh, oh! too early and not effectively, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But we know they're not done making Superman movies. In fact, um, you, know, you can kind of take it to the bank that Superman is going to be one of the, if not the, one of the very first movies of this new DC universe. And we're probably yeah. about three years out from that. And when it happens, it won't be Henry wearing the cape. Um, everybody, we talked about how uh, James Gunn is very clear and direct with fans. I don't yeah. know that I've ever seen a studio head communicate. It's wild, man. Across I, any type of entertainment, yeah. communicate yeah. the way he does with fans directly. Yeah. It's great. Unprecedented. I've got receipts. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, good yeah. Call it, calling people out laying truth bombs left right and center um but he let it be known you know people are, of course anytime there's a vacancy in a role you get the fan cast and the amateur photoshop yeah. and some of them is like looks pretty good there's been some yeah. people might what jay rock could do that one that one looks nice <laughs> um but uh you know people are now tweeting un- like poor this poor guy people tweet him directly what do you think of this what do you think about that and there was uh, somebody, I don't know, like at Superfilm News tweeted their choice is this Jacob <laughs> L. Lordy. I've never heard of him. Um, yeah, it looks okay. Um, you know, yeah, what do you think about this? And James Gunn replies, my thoughts is that no one has been cast as Superman. He goes on to say <laughs> that he waits until the script is done. And then they go into casting. But the script isn't close to being done. And they aren't doing any casting. But he did kind of also lay a tidbit that there will be news in in the not distant future. And he ended things with a little merman emojis, which makes me think there might be some news about what's going on with Aquaman. I don't really want oh, to I spec- didn't even notice that. Yeah, I don't know if I want to spe- speculate on that. Of course, rumors have been recently that Jason Momoa would be transitioning out of his role of Aquaman and somehow transitioning to the role of Lobo. So I don't know, maybe, maybe where there's smoke, there's fire okay, why, on that one. Where, where is the... was? <laughs> The little Lobo thing gets me. Where did that start? Did they it was like that's just people speculating, that, yeah, speculating and then adding right? and then speculating. Momoa has long said his he's a big fan of Lobo. I think Gunn at one point said he likes he? Lobo or included. I love Lobo. I think Lobo, I think Jason Momoa would be a great Lobo, but I just feel like whose favorite character is Lobo? Yeah, I I feel like it, man. If you're Aquaman, do you do you do you end your role as Aquaman and be like, you know what? I'm gonna be Lobo. Yeah, like Lobo's such a side character. Let's go, you bastiches. But he's definitely a James Gunn kind of like thing. Like, man, alien in space. No one really knows about it. Like, you know, before you know it, there's gonna be three Lobo movies. Right, you know? and a TV series. I mean, <laughs> we a got TV series. We're getting a second season of Peacemaker. Come on. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it makes sense. But I just, it, sorry, sorry, sidetrack. I'm just like, what is that about? No, um, it's all in the mix. But you know, yeah, no um, Superman I, yet. Yeah, and and dude, this this guy, by the way, no offense to this actor. He's probably a great actor, like young guy. He just doesn't look like Superman. No, he doesn't. He just kind of looks like some guy who works at like the Gap. I'm like, hey man, he wants yeah. some, some some tan pants. 
If you want to sign up for our gap card, you can get 15% off our first yeah, purchase. He just doesn't have, and, and fortunately, like, you know, with, with casting someone like Superman, there is a, there is a look, there's a look, there's a look. And it's not, it's not like a thing where like they cast Heath Ledger as a Joker. Like that's different. Cause you're going to put makeup on and stuff, but there definitely needs to have some type of stature and you, you can always dye hair because Cavill and, uh, uh, Reeve both had lighter hair, you know, they, yeah, they dyed their hair out. Uh, but they're, this guy doesn't look like Superman to me. Yeah. You know, there's, there's definitely like, okay, that's who we're looking for. Anywho. Did you uh, ever hear this, hear about in the, uh, I remember the blue tights.net days when Superman oh, returns that. was being made and they had a little featurette on the extent they went through for the hairpiece that Brandon Routh wore in his turn. Like it oh, was he wore a hairpiece. Well, he wore a hairpiece on the front of his head. It wasn't because he had a receding hairline or anything like oh. that, but the look um, singer was obsessed with the look of the spit curl and it had to be just right. And I can't, I, I think they mentioned what the cost of one of these was the budget for the spit curl hairpiece had to be huge. And they like prepped it and they sprayed it and they placed it and they did the lace and the whole thing. Yeah. Like so much care was put into the look of that. I'm like, he kind of gussied up the old script a little bit with all this yeah. spit curl attention. Yeah. Time, you know, just get some suavecito, put that on there and be done, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ah, that's, that's actually really funny. So no, no, <laughs> no casting yet. Of course the internet will continue to, uh, push forward their How, favorites. And here, do photo here's my thing. Sorry, Garrett. I'm just laughing. I'm like in what, what James Gunn has done now is said he must have some type of like filter on his like tweet deck or some something. sort of like, AI. Like, yeah. Like ridiculous news and rumors. Like I wouldn't be out here right now. If I was like one of these, like, like scooper guys putting random stuff out. That's not true. Just cause oh. James Gunn is going to come at you. And, and, and he you. does it and he does it graciously unless someone's being a turd then he kind of he'll 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 send it back but right I'm just like why even say anything that's that's not even closely remotely true cuz James Gunn's just going to I mean he, he he's going to shoot some some truth bullets at you out of the James Gunn right And it could it could very well be why you know not to go back to the um Snyder stuff but it could be very why why that corner of fandom hasn't really slowed down because when it comes to the DCU stuff Gunn is quick to say uh-uh that's not happening or yeah. that's not true or I, I would be the yeah. source on that and I I will not confirm it yeah and this uh, and he's not I don't think he's going to talk trash about another director or anything else or what yeah. I don't think the studio I don't, I don't think he personally or the company wants him to get in the mix on that which kind of leads a little bit of a vacuum for that corner of fandom to get all riled up and goofy again yeah so maybe that's it you know it's a here's the opportunity this guy's debunking all this stuff related to his stuff we we have free license to make up silliness uh about the thing that used to be around who knows yeah that's funny yeah we'll see wait and see we will and yeah. until then you know what? We'll get some more podcasts out there. You can Yay. you can go to the website to read all the the non scooper news. Batman on Films <laughs> not a scoop site. If in case anybody needs all of them scoops, all those scoop toxic scoopers. Like if you want to read, don't think Bill scooping is gumbo, bro. Heck yeah! If you want to read non toxic stuff and non scoops, go to Batman on Film. And Justin, they can check you out a few different places. Why don't you Why don't you let them know where they could get a little more Kowalski in their lives? You can check me out in all few of these places. Twitter. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter. Justin M. Kowalski. I'm there. Just floating around the either. You can talk to him. I love G.I. Joe's, man. Make the G.I. Joe film. Make the G.I. Joe verse. He is uh Justin, I will I will attest. 
has been on a GI Joe kick lately. You guys know I've yeah. been on a He-Man of the Masters of the Universe kick yeah. basically my whole life. Maybe Justin, if they, if yeah. GI Joe comes back in a big way, you know, the long Gosh. in development He-Man stuff, we do a crossover. Man, I'm just it's so ripe. GI Joe is so ripe for right a there. good franchise, like a live action thing, and they just they can't do it. I don't know no. why. They'll figure it out eventually. All things figure. I'll figure it out. Xander will figure it out. Little tiny, what, 3.75 inch figure it out. These things revolutionized action figures, man. No one. Look at that. Star Wars (sighs) had nothing on these guys, dude. Yeah, but then He-Man came along over five inches. Very bulky, big figure. We should do a show, satellite show, 80s toys. Oh, let's do it. Today. (laughs) (laughs) Sometime soon. Until then, listeners, if you want to get more uh, content, uh, head on over to the website, of course, batman-on-film.com. If you want to keep this conversation going or talk about new and different things, you can follow me at Garrett Wado. That is at G-A-R-R-E-T-W-A-T-O. And follow at the Batman on film, all one word, the Batman on film on Twitter. That's where you can get the news updates, links to new stories on the website. Uh, you know, anything that's going to let you know about what's moving and shaking over at BOF. And if you have any topics you'd like to hear about, I told you a resolution is to put out more shows this year. If there's some topics you'd like to hear us discuss, go ahead and shoot me an email. You can find me at, not at, Garrett.grev <laughs> at batmanonfilm.com. That is G-A-R-R-E-T dot G-R-E-V at batman-on-film.com. And remember, dear listeners, it's not who you are underneath. It's what you do that defines you. Thank you for listening. And let's welcome back Justin one more time. Thanks, Justin. We'll talk to you later, buddy. You have been listening to the official podcast of the one and only Batman on Film website. On Twitter, follow BOF at Batman on Film and the Batman Podcast Network at BatPod Network. For Jet and everyone at Batman on Film, I'm announcer Rachel. Thanks for listening to the authoritative, definitive, the original Batman on Film.